Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Hey, Lainey. Hi there. The birds are chirping. It is feeling like spring. I know. I am so grateful for that. We're actually in a different setting today. We're over at my house. Yeah, it may sound a little different. I don't know. Just acoustics are different in different rooms even. That's true. I have, um, well, we, we had our schedules that made some changes for today. That's why we're over at my house. And... Honestly, I wanted to go ahead and just sort of open us with this because it lends to a topic that I wonder if other people struggle with. I have a little bit of hesitation opening up my home very much. Not, I mean, not just your family, so that's mm-hmm. a little bit more casual, but we have a dog that, you know, barks, jumps on people, is just <laughs> ill behaved, love him to death, but, you know, it's difficult when you have guests over. Uh-huh. We have a baby. Yeah. We have a very small home that's kind of clunky in some ways. The dining room table is a little bit hard to maneuver around when you've got multiple people in the dining room here. So it's just one of those things where I just wonder if other people struggle with wanting to open their home more than it feels like. Absolutely. I think most homes have their quirkiness. You know, mine, the driveway is a little awkward. There's no street parking. Yeah. Um, it's an old home. So, you know, I'm almost sometimes want to say, don't use too much toilet paper, but I don't say that. Yeah. Watch the little things like that. Yeah. I think every home, unless you're in some brand new humongous build. Yeah. Has its quirky stuff. Yeah. So, well, I came across a little interesting article in Southern Living this month that I thought was interesting. And since we were, it was already on my mind with us being over here at my house, I thought I would share it. It's called open invitation. And it's a story of this woman in Austin, Texas, and how she transformed her neighborhood through this picnic table that was delivered incorrectly. So the story goes that she'd ordered a picnic table. Okay. And when it was delivered, they left it under a tree in her front yard. I don't know why. Okay. That was just kind of where the delivery was left. So... She started getting to think about it, and she herself struggled with opening her home up. And, you know, her struggle was feeling like it needed to be more clean than it always was before she invited people Uh over. Yeah. Not necessarily the space, but just the cleanliness. And so she said, um, of course, it was under a magnolia tree, which makes it that much more Southern, right? She had this aha moment, and she knew that some of her neighbor friends were moms that were busy, you know, shuttling kids to and fro, and there was just a lack of connection with Uh her neighbors. She felt that, and I think she felt like the others felt that as well. So she painted her picnic table turquoise, and she started inviting neighbors over for either coffee in the mornings or wine at night. And so sit outside. Nobody was even coming inside. Love that. So she said it really maximized relationships in the neighborhood. Just this, you know, delivery that kind of went sideways that, is so fun. that she meant for the backyard. That she is so keeps fun. In the and front it yard. reminds me, you just, even with spring, don't you feel like there's kind of a desire to be outside more? Yeah. And I feel that at my house too. Like, I, I love for people to run around in my backyard and I have, you know, 
an easier time with kids running around and stuff than I do in the inside. Yeah. Even if it's clean. Yeah. It's still like I have some uh, step downs into some certain yes. ro- to s- different rooms and I'm afraid somebody's going to fall and yeah. things like that. Whereas the yard, it's yeah. kind of more of a free for all. Yeah. So that's fun so to think about. It's what like could a- you do to cultivate hospitality outside mm-hmm. even? And I've noticed that we ourselves here, we have larger gatherings when it's nicer weather, when we can do something in in our backyard. Our front yard isn't very big, and so we probably wouldn't do that. But this is a thing now. There's turquoise tables in all 50 states now. How cute. So she's kind of got this This movement movement going. Bright. Just a bright table. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's her way of showing up and loving on her neighbor. I and that. And you know, here's what came in my mind, because I have not read that article, and just in your mentioning this, when I think about um, just wonderful hospitality mm-hmm. and the moments that I felt just so treasured at somebody's table, mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with how big the house was, yeah, how easy the parking was. Like, none of that comes into play at all. In fact, some of the, and I'm not saying all big homes aren't cozy, but a lot of big homes don't have the cozy feel. Right. Where I feel like I can just throw a blanket over me and take my shoes off and put my feet up. Yeah. That I feel in a more um, space challenged house. Yes. Yeah. So even that is kind of funny when you yeah. think about, we have in our mind, oh, in order to have this wonderful gathering, it needs to look like X, Y, Z. But the ones that I've had the best time at are not necessarily. That's good. Yeah. That. Yeah. But you also remember the houses where you've had a dog that's jumped all over you and you left with covered in hair, right? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. It's a real it's, thing. I'm not saying it's not a real thing. Like it, you know, it, yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But some so. of the fanciest houses I've been in, I felt like I couldn't even sit all the way back on the sofa. Like I'm on the edge of the chair, uh-huh. not really very comfortable. Like, yeah. does that make sense? Like I'm certainly not bringing my kid over there. Right? And the marble table, do I even put the glass down on it? Is that, yeah. do, where, do you, you know, where's the coaster? Because <laughs> I don't know what's okay and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I guess that what I'm saying is, I'm excited to read this story. It affirms that I am better as an outside host, an outside the home, my own home host. And I'm also excited that spring is here and it's moving into my season of hospitality. And we're about to outdoor entertain. We are. So um, we've had a fun already start to April. We just launched our movie ticket giveaway for Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias, if you've missed it, is going to be... In theaters, May nineteenth, twenty first, and twenty second. Nationwide, nationwide. It's the thirtieth anniversary. That's why they're doing it. Nineteen eighty nine. Cannot believe that it was thirty years ago. Because I remember sitting at the theater watching it. Oh, I didn't tell you. I so I went and saw To Kill a Mockingbird Uh uh, last week when it was theaters. So the Steel Magnolias trailer showed before. Okay. I cried in the trailer. And this was interesting. I don't think I've ever seen the trailer to Steel Magnolias, or if I have, I was, you know, too little and forgot, long forgotten it. In the trailer they showed, they use the theme song to St. Elmo's Fire. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Really? Or at least the one that they're doing. That's so funny. That Fathom Events is putting together. Which had so. just been out, what, the year prior? I was like, that's a major song. Mm-hmm. It's not like that was a popular song that everyone recognizes. No, it was from a major it was film. from a just major a, film. Maybe two years prior. That's really funny. I really that thought they would use So that. that music, St. Elmo's Fire theme song with showing Forget Steel Magnolias. It. I was Forget like it. I lump been in throat. It. Yeah. And I was just thinking, okay, if the trailer is doing this, I don't know. I mean, I definitely am going, but it's... It's well, let me paint a picture so of my though. experience. I knew it was a, you know, kind of a movie about a mother-daughter and, you know, yeah. lots of friendship and that kind of thing. But I didn't know the details of right. the movie I'd, um, because it was 1989. I'm 19 years old and uh, go to the movie with my mom and her best friend. And in the film, something happens that actually... I had a health issue and it had happened to me. Yeah. 
and that's seizure. Yeah. And mom and I are like holding each They're other's like hands, like yeah. just to keep from, I had the largest lump in my throat, suppressing tears yeah. Yeah. that I was so uncomfortable. You were probably sore the next day. Like and that so I'll of, never forget going yeah. to see that movie in the theater. Yeah. It's very moving on a number of levels. Well, yeah. those are the sorts of like women in our lives, those moments and those seasons that we've walked through that we really wanted to hear about some celebrations and some hard things and just everything in between. So our giveaway from you people is (laughs) tell us about the steel magnolia in your life. So we want to hear and we want to see the photo of said steel, steel magnolia. So our contest is on Facebook and Instagram and we want you to post a picture of the steel magnolia in your life and tell us just in the caption, you know, why this person embodies uh, that sort of sentiment to you and then tag still Magnolia's podcast. You got to hashtag it. So that's yeah. the only way we'll see it. And uh, you have till the 10th of April. Okay. To so post those and we're get gonna, busy. We have a bunch of pairs of tickets, so don't miss out. Yeah. Get busy. You guys, be it'll be night. worth it to go see this great film. Yeah. So we did that. We started that yesterday and this weekend, we're headed to Keeneland, Keeneland. going yeah. up to Kentucky, bourbon country and horse country. Horse country. Um, yeah. So yeah, what are, what all are we going to be doing? You've you've planned a little bit of our trip. We're going to probably do a little review. On do we want to say some of the things we're doing? Because some of this isn't about the meetup at Keeneland, but well, maybe, maybe we'll keep that for our next okay. go around. Yeah, we'll tell some of the stuff we did. <laughs> But we are having a meetup, yes. so I know we've got a few that have that are going to be there. I think with you and I, Larbeth, we've got at we've least got, eight. Yeah, eight or ten people there. that'll be there. So if you're going to be at Keeneland, we'd love to meet up with you. We're going to be tailgating, and it's going to be a fun time. So let us know if you're going to come. Yeah, we've got an event page on Facebook, the yeah. Keeneland Spring Meetup. So just RSVP that you're going, so we can look for you. And we yeah, can meet up and we can let tailgate you know together. where we are and all that. So it'll be a fun time. That's awesome. Well, the spring has sprung That's in right. the south. It's got me thinking. <laughs> so we've got a topic today that goes right on par with that. And it was actually covered a good amount in this month's Southern Living. Today we're talking about Southern Gardens. That's right. It's time to start thinking about that garden it if is. you're going to do one. Yeah. So I thought that would be timely yes. for us to talk. This is a hard place for me because I don't grow things well. I have a few things I grow well, but I feel like you're really good at, you've got the, the larger green thumb of the family, well, I would say, or just even the heart to have a green thumb. Maybe it's the heart. And I think uh, one of the first things I wanted to talk about um, is the soil okay. of a garden. Because that sets you up for success. Okay. Or failure. Or failure. There you go. <laughs> um, so as far as, I'm more talking vegetable garden okay. here, but it can be for flowers too. Um, I have had the most experience with raised bed gardens. Ah, okay. Not tilling the ground. Like that, I've done a little bit. Just rented a tiller or borrowed a tiller and tilled the actual ground. So that probably gives you a lot more control then, right, of the soil if you're in a raised bed. Yes. Now, you can add either way if you're using just your dirt that you have. Mm -hmm. There's benefit to if it's good, nutritious soil. Yeah. In fact, I I laugh thinking about that, you know, red clay dirt that so many people say is horrific. It's actually full of nutrients. It's just got a... You got to loosen it up and, and help it along yeah. in certain ways, but it can grow certain things really well. Um, but uh, I came across a book years ago called Square Foot Gardening. Oh yeah, I remember when you were reading that. And this guy, I can't even remember his last name, but there's Mel's Mix. I've got it memorized in my head. Mel's Mix is his soil. Okay, his name is Mel. Recommends, <laughs> yeah. And I did want to mention that because okay. if you take the time and invest the money in the soil, okay, pretty much anything you put in it is going to do great. Okay, um, but. Depending on the size of your raised bed, if you've just got like a some kind of a tub that's not too big, this isn't of an expensive thing. If you start getting into really big, yeah, raised beds, setting up this mixture can get a little bit 
pricier. You, you had your raised bed made, right? I did. I had can you just a buy a couple them, teenagers build them? Um, you can like, buy can you go them. to Home Depot and get a raised bed. Um, definitely Tractor Supply has okay. a lot of stuff like that. Okay. Um, I've even seen them. I saw one at Costco. I, okay. I don't. I didn't look a whole real. I wasn't shopping for one, so I did see it. I didn't look how big was it and all of that. But there are, you know, ones you can just purchase even online. Um, yeah, so there's many sources where you can get something like that. Or you can have your family member build it. Or I hired a couple teenage guys to build three for me. Yeah. And, um, they're maybe a little bit bigger than I should have had done. Okay. But that's okay, you yeah. know. Uh, you live and learn That's with true. all things and gardening's included. That's true. Yeah. So, um, but this soil mixture I, I want to mention is one third vermiculite. Okay. One third peat moss and one third compost. And you want the compost to be from various sources. So, okay. From mushrooms, chicken, like lots of different kinds of compost, the more, the better that okay. you have variety. And I'm just going to keep it at that, a third, a third, a third. Yeah. Vermiculite, peat moss, compost. You're going to have to figure out, and you can go online and look up, like, okay, if your bed is six by six and it's this deep, here's how much you need, a third, and figure out how much to purchase okay. of each of these. Okay. But the, I just want to keep it simple. That's good. It's the thirds. Okay. And then the way I did it that he recommended was laying out a tarp. Okay. And kind of dumping just this mixing. on there. Yeah. And then you can almost like burrito style yeah. kind of, because yeah. it's heavy. You yeah. know, you think, yeah. oh, I'm just going to you need like a giant stir it up. Spoon. No, you're not when no. it's huge amounts. Yeah. So I liked that tarp style. And then once it's mixed, you can kind of shovel it in. That sounds like a the, good task to get some kids involved in too, that want to play in dirt. Right. Mix this up, everybody. It's time to get our hands sturdy. That's right. And um, that mixture. Um, it's full of good nutrition. Okay. It's lighter than soil, if you can just imagine, because yeah. it's looser and there's good drainage with that peat moss. And, um, so just picture what that would be like. And when whatever you're putting in in seed form is going to have room to grow. It's nice. getting good nutrition. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's so good. Yeah. So if you'll put a little effort into your... Soil, yeah. First, you're setting yourself yeah. up for success yeah. instead good. of just everything starts with a solid foundation. It's true. Preach, right? It is. It's yeah. so true. So I, I wanted to mention that because the root systems and germination and all that is so healthy okay. in a soil like That's that. That's good. That's good. So, what kinds of things do you like planting? Well, again, live and learn, right? As yeah. you go, I've tried lots of different things. Some of, and it's fun. I, I, I was actually surprised how much joy I have <laughs> from putting a seed in the ground and then having something I can eat. That's, That's amazing. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's certain things that either because they take up too much room, or they're so slow growing, or they need so much tending that I have on a personal level said, that's not worth it yeah. to me. One of which was corn. <laughs> I um, had planted probably, I don't know how many, how many corn seeds I put in, in the raised bed, but just picture, even as you've been driving down the road, how tall corn gets. Now the corn is shading other things that I wanted to get sun. And do you yeah. see where I'm going with yeah. this? It's just, it's a, it's a lot and it's too much trouble for a raised bed. Yeah. You're going to want, um, if you're tilling the ground and you've got tons of room, maybe go for it. Cause it was yeah. cool to watch it oh, grow I and, and I did eat it, Yeah, but it just was a lot for you know, three raised beds. It took up a lot of my room yeah. and it shaded other things okay. that oh, I, that's t- that's you important know, too. Did, yeah, that it kind of messed me up a little bit. So I'm not doing corn anymore. I'm letting the other farmers do that yeah. and I'll just yeah. buy it. Yeah. Broccoli was super slow growing and okay. It, I didn't get much yield off of the broccoli. Okay. Maybe I did something wrong, but I had it in this great soil. I yeah. got a little bit. 
it just wasn't worth it to me either. So I stick to some of the things that do really well, that aren't too much trouble, mm-hmm. that I eat a good okay. bit in the summer. And that's tomatoes, mm-hmm. cucumbers, okay, um, uh, peppers. Okay. And I like a variety of peppers. I've done like the banana peppers. I've even done little Thai peppers because as nice. you know, I like to you cook love Asian, Asian food and... Um, some uh, various lettuces. That's cool. Which is fun because, you know, the more you pick it off, the more it grows too. Like That's it just, cool. you know, and I love to plant herbs. Now, I will say, I polled my, I have a friend, Lindsay Hagwood Smyther. Shout out to her. She's going to be getting hey, mentioned a few times on this episode because she studied horticulture and has her own landscaping business in Charleston and has <laughs> been there for uh, about 15 years. Some of the most beautiful gardens you'll find yes. in Charleston. So she answered a few questions for me in terms of oh, good. this topic. Okay. And I asked her about what would you say are like one to three things that every Southern home can plant. Okay. And I was talking about like we are today, food or flowers. Oh, okay. Either one. And she did say garden herbs. Yeah. Herbs are top so of her list. too. And if you like to cook, you know the importance of Fresh, Fresh herbs. herbs. It's, it's not the same thing as a dried herb or, no. you know, both have their place, but fresh herbs is where it's at mm-hmm. if you want not a lot of flavor. Yeah. She recommended rosemary, thyme, oregano, and lavender. Okay. All four of those in as much sun as possible. Okay. So. In the summer, I have to have basil. It's yeah. so, it's, yeah. at the, it's at the top of mine. Yeah. Um, and I've had good luck growing basil, too. And yeah. I also would say rosemary, thyme, Lavender's oregano. so pretty. Lavender's so pretty. I don't use it a lot in cooking. I've got a couple recipes I want to try, though. I've got a shortbread, lavender shortbread mm. I'd like to try. That sounds yummy. Um yeah, but um, and then there's a couple I've tried that I can't seem to do well. Cilantro, I love cilantro, but I can't really. I don't know what I'm tougher. doing wrong with that. But now you mentioned cucumbers, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that one of the ones mm-hmm. I have heard that cucumbers need a lot of space, right? They're, they they kind of yeah, you can kind of train them where they're Go. going. You know, maybe up a lattice kind of a thing where okay. they're hanging, so it's not taking up just ground space. Ground space. Okay, but you know. Yeah, they, they can need a lot of space, but gosh, those are fun to have yeah. too. Just yeah. fresh cucumbers, also fun to share. That's another thing that's fun about a garden. So a lot of times, a lot will come at once. Yep, and then you get to share it with your neighbors and mm-hmm. friends. You could put them out on your turquoise picnic on table, your picnic out front. table in a cute little basket. <laughs> I mean, really, that would be so fun. Um, I haven't put a lot of um, effort into growing greens. That's something I more buy at the store, mm-hmm. collards, mustards. But I told Mom I wanted to do some this summer. I want to try okay. experimenting with some of that. Another big southern veggie that we have is okra. Yep. Okra is used in a lot of gumbos, and mm-hmm. um, our dad loved fry, loves fried, fried okra. okra. Yeah. Fried up in little cornmeal, and mm-hmm. he's happy eating that. That's not my favorite thing, so I have not grown okra. Yeah. um, Anyway, I know that's a big southern veggie that lots of people would want to make sure was in their garden. Um, Squashes grow really easily. Okay, Um, yeah. That's another thing that grows, like, you know, you can kind of train it because it, I guess, I don't know if you'd call that climbs, but it goes out, you know, so you want to kind of train it so... That it's dangling and right. not just going out everywhere, yeah. taking up tons of space. Yeah. Um, but squashes are easy to grow here. And um, so that's something you're, you'll see in a lot of summer gardens. Okay. And some people even, I guess this, you know, time of year it would be more uh, gourds of sorts would be more for the fall, I fall, think. yeah. But I wanted to mention that if you've ever been driving on roads in the south and you've seen... um, gourds they're painted white and hanging in bunches those are really a cool way to um, gather martins the birds they love gourd houses and 
they're white so that it's not too hot in there. That's amazing. I have wondered in the past what that was what for. What that was for. And I would love to do something like that because attracting martins in your yard, they eat insects and mosquitoes. And nice. So it's a good, you want okay. a lot of those. Um, and then I know people um, will grow gourds and then, you know, it's pretty easy to clean them out. You just drill holes and then cut the door. Okay. Clean it out. Kind of like, think about like cleaning out a a pumpkin pumpkin or something and dry them and then they paint them and hang them. Yeah. For the birds. You put a little, um, I think people even put a little hay or something in there. Oh my gosh. And they like to go in there. And if you do that, look up online. I did look it up. Um, and they recommend that you cut the, little door if you will in like a cylinder shape not a circle oh so that they have a landing ledge well so the starlings don't starlings will kind of take over and they're mean to the martins and stuff like that and you want the martins and so i guess the cylinder door is something that a martin can get in in a starling can or something interesting check that out if you want to grow technique to all of this And even, you know, I didn't jot this in my notes, but um, bats are great to have around for eating insects. And there's very few bats that are, you know, people think of that vampire bat that's right. a bloodsucker. That most bats are really good to have around. So, okay. you know, there's wooden bat houses that okay. you can hang to try to attract that. I don't know how many we would have around here. Yeah. Um, they do exist, but yeah. I don't know. But you definitely could get Martins to okay to yeah, come help if you, if you set up a housing system for them. That's cool. So um, anyway, gosh, I'm getting excited talking about this. But onions is another thing that a lot of people like to grow. Okay, yeah. Um, I think about you know just a veggie plate. You true often will have just you know those green onions yeah. to eat. Just people eat them just raw oh, like gosh, that. Yeah. Um, like our Aunt Phyllis used to grow big ones. Yes. And I like literally think of when I think of her husband, TJ, I imagine him sitting <laughs> under some sort of a pavilion chomping on a big green onion. Green onion. Yeah. I mean, people left that with their As if it's an apple. And... Like that big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. So um, eggplant is a great thing to grow in your summer garden. Um and then we have a lot, not that this is necessarily, this wouldn't be in a raised bed garden, it would be in the ground, but berries grow really well here. They do. Um, there's even wild berries that yep. grow, but you know, sometimes when you plant those, you got to give it a few years before it's yielding fruit. Yeah. So, um, I don't have berries. Yeah. Our dad does. Yes. I've already asked him about his blueberries and grapes <laughs> and how those are going to be for the year. So. Yeah, and of course, the South, we're known for peaches as well. Yes. And um, those are obviously trees, but um, nothing better than a really juicy peach, peach. in the summer. I mean, the, where you just got to eat it over the sink. I know, that's making me thirsty right you know, now for have it. Have you ever done that? Just like bite me, eating it over the juicy. sink because it's going everywhere. I yeah. love that. That's so great. Um, cantaloupes. I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many things you can grow. Just got to see what size garden you have yeah. and, and kind of determine what you're going to tackle. But even if you have an apartment and all you have is a little tiny patio, if you get enough sun, you can do some tomatoes, some herbs. That's right. I mean, absolutely. You know, and have some freshness in your yeah. food, yeah. even some lettuce. Yeah. And you could even grow herbs in some of those hanging, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, if you have, let's say you just had like a little concrete patio. Yep. If you have a fence, yep. you could hook on one of those like hanging window basket. hanging mm-hmm. kinds of baskets and get some. There's a lot you can do if you get some yeah. sun on your get little. Get some herbs going there. Patio. Um, I wanted to mention seeds. Okay. Um, one thing that I do find interesting with um, growing food mm-hmm. is, you know, soil matters, like I said, but seed matters too. Yeah. And I've gotten seeds from just, you know, Home Depot or even our local co-op. But if you can get your hands on some seeds that are more like heirloom seeds okay. or something that's been going for a long time and you can get your hands on seeds like that, 
your food's going to have a lot more flavor. Like these seed companies, just think about a seed company. All they care about is money. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? (laughs) That sounds so tacky, but that's their product. Big agriculture, they're wanting to make money and they don't care how much flavor is in it. They just want it to grow everywhere. True. For every zone. Yeah. Um, If the USDA has, is it hardiness zones? Yes. I think most of the South is six to 10. Okay. I think we're seven ish, eight ish. Okay. Kentucky's probably six. But as you go down, the hardiness zones change and what does well. Yep. An ag, a big ag seed company is going to want squash seeds that are fine in one or 10. That's true. Okay. We don't care where That's you are. True. We want it to grow to some degree. And we don't care how much flavor is in there. Yeah. They're not going to say that. But if you could get your hands on some squash seeds from Pawpaw's Garden, <laughs> you know, yes. like it might have a lot more flavor. Right. That's all I'm saying is it, that kind of stuff matters too. And we have a local chef. I just wanted to mention his name. Um, he's local to Nashville now, but he's from Virginia and used to be in Charleston. And that's Sean Brock. Yeah. And he has a real heart for good seed. Yeah. And I've heard that his new um, place that he's opening East in, East Nashville. in East Nashville, I mean, is um, going to have a kind of a seed program or something. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm excited about that aspect of it just to see what he does. And yeah, I don't know what to expect, but yeah. I do know that he knows about the importance of good seed. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's just wanted awesome. to mention that. What about, so that's that is all food edible yeah veggie stuff but what are your beauty what are your thoughts on (laughs) some of the because you know this is probably one of the areas i've at least given more of a shot i haven't grown much beyond herbs to eat but i do have a couple of good um, plants and flowers around i will say I love spring in the South, but I dislike the smell that comes out in full force via the Bradford, Bradford pear, pear trees. trees. Yeah, that is Whew, a strange You have smell, never smelled it? a fishy smell like you have. <laughs> That's a strange. With the Bradford pear trees. They're so pretty, tree. too. They're, they're gorgeous. They are a strange smell. And, and it always surprises me every year. I'm like, what's oh, that smell? Oh. It smells like fish. Why would it smell like fish right so now? Funny. Oh, yeah. Bradford pear trees. That is so funny. Yeah, they're gorgeous, but they stink. In fact. Yeah, and I am not a tree expert. In fact, I got uh, tickled today because I... Somebody was asking what kind of tree something was. And I was like, is it a Bradford pear? And this person was like, no, it's not a Bradford pear. And they had, you know, because they had more knowledge on trees than I do. I don't necessarily know all my flowering trees. But um, anyhow, mention that. Hey, before we move to flowers, can I say one more thing about veggies? Oh, yeah. Um, Just a couple southern things that I wanted to mention vegetable-wise. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of... I think people usually would pronounce it kilt lettuce, like it's killed lettuce, K-I-L-L-E-D, but, but people it sounds say like kilt, kilt. No, kilt lettuce, you've never heard of that? No. So that is a Southern thing that I just wanted to mention where people cook um, some onion in bacon grease. Okay. And then just throw the lettuce in there, kind of you know, wilt it okay. and cook that together. And they say, kilt lettuce, kilt oh, lettuce. Wow. Have you had it? <laughs> I don't know if I have or not, to be honest. Like, I feel like I would have had that dish, but didn't know it was called that. And then I've heard of kilt lettuce and kilt okay. lettuce. And so anyway, I, I don't know, but I just wanted to mention that because that's so funny. Well, to I'd me. like to try it. I like everything you described so, that's in it. Yeah, so I've, I've cooked Things like that, you know, spinach like that and different things. But, and then the other one I wanted to mention was poke salad. Have you ever heard? I've heard of it. Poke salad. But it's, is it P-O-K-E? Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard of that. I don't think I've had it. I may have to take a picture in our yard because we get pokeweed. Pokeweed is a weed that comes up and it's actually poisonous. Oh. It's toxic. But people would make poke salad... And it was, um, it's usually poor people who've eaten poke salad. Like it's not some, if you have a lot of, um, food available, it's not like you're going to pick 
to eat poke salad. Okay. But for people that didn't have a lot of food and it grows real hardy, you know, it grows real tall and thick, but you want to get it when it's young and low, like before it's real tall because it gets more toxic. Oh my gosh. How interesting. Um, But yes, you, in the South, we'll hear people mention poke salad and people would so you can that. eat it. You can, but I think you kind of got to know what you you're doing. You know, I don't yeah. know that. You, I don't know that. I mean, I wouldn't tell. Okay, so really. not user recommended. Do not no, hear us not endorsing saying. to grow this and eat this and serve this to your family. But I did want to mention those two things because that's, that's hilarious. Just very southern veggie. Like I think of those things. Yeah, when I think of. Wow. So, but let's move on to pretty. Well, I was just also going to say. I saw a story that the city of Fayetteville, Arkansas, okay. is offering a bounty for residents that are willing to remove their Bradford pear trees. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll give you a native tree to the area if you will just take your Bradford pear that tree down. Hysterical. They're that invasive and that... Well, just, I remember ugh. growing up in Brentwood, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. We had the Pear Fest. Pear Tree Fest. Or, yeah, Pear Fest. And um, the city was lined with Bradford pears uh-huh. along Franklin Road. Yeah. And then storms would come through and half of them would split. They mm-hmm. split really bad. Yeah. And so it seems like a great idea until then you have a mess on your hands. But anyway. I that, loved Pear Fest. <laughs> they had great games and entertainments and... It and is, now it is no more. It is no more. And the area where it used to be is so built up that that mansion looks so close to Franklin Road now to me. That's Do you know what true. I'm talking about? Yes. It looks so weird. Anyway, I digress. We're getting Well, into- if you live in Fayetteville, they are not only getting behind this, but they are rewarding you with a native tree if you'll that just get rid of the Bradford pear. So I thought that was interesting. That is fascinating. Well, let's talk beautiful flowers yes. in the South. Yes. Um, and at the top of my list is always my favorite flower, the peony, or some people say peony. peony. I was going to mention that, too. Mine are starting to bloom out. Yours front. are always ahead of mine, too. And they're faster to come up. so funny to me because, you know, we have to cut them down, obviously, when they're uh-huh. after they've bloomed and after they've had their season. But, yeah, always around Easter, they're ready to bloom. And it's funny. It seems like it knows when Easter falls. Oh, no matter if it's early or late. Yeah. That's fun. But they're quite ugly when they first start coming up. I mean, I always think, hmm. is that going to be the peony this year? And, you know, mm-hmm. sure enough it is, but I could, it's already moved past like the real ugly phase. It's a couple, more than a couple Taller inches now. up. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm already seeing buds on there where they're going to bloom. Funny. That is one gorgeous flower. Those are white mm-hmm. that I've got. There's so many varieties. I think I have, hopefully, a light pink one that's on the other side of my house. I saw your tulips are coming up, too. Mm -hmm. They look so pretty. Yeah. So our great aunt, Betty, and Uncle Howard. She used to have some big peony bushes. And I've got one on the side that was hers that we transplanted from her house in East Tennessee. It's my only heirloom from Aunt (laughs) Betty. So I'm really hoping it lives. It'll come through. Well, peonies are something that people even will to people. Did you know that? No. Like that is something sometimes, in fact, I asked a realtor one time, just curious, like, hey, if you do put a house on the market, you know, how does it work with your flowers and stuff? That's a good question. And she said, you you would have to, anything that you're planning on taking needs to be out of the ground. Before you before you show, or you have to say that it doesn't go with the house, just like they would a chandelier or something. Yeah, um, she was like, "So you need a good friend that's willing to, you know, hold it for you in some way right. or something if you can, because it wow. needs to be set up front." And um, I can get that though, because if I you've mean, grown good landscaping a makes a huge for 30 difference. Years, yeah, you don't want to. It doesn't go with the house. But I'm if sorry, you walk up to mine. a house and there's this gorgeous peony, then you're expecting that you're getting exactly. It, right? it could sell. It could. It's that curb appeal that could yeah. sell you on it. Yeah. So I was kind of bummed because, as you know, I'm grieving a good, good friend moving, who's yes. my neighbor, and she had many varieties of peony, and they're all staying because I asked her, and I was hoping I was going to get to. You're like, but I'll do the dig up. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me 
Right. Can we just put a post-it note? Goes two doors down, please. (laughs) So anyway, but um, I just wanted to mention that because people literally will, you know, pass those on or will those to people. Absolutely. That's interesting because they can live for, you know, 50 years or whatever. It's a big one. Longer. Um, I also love climbing roses. Those are something that are really fun if you've got the right spot to have. That's Mm -hmm. Um, and you can cut both of these and yeah, I always think it's fun to have things you can cut and bring, bring inside. inside. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's quite a few flowers that you can do that with some of which I've done and some I haven't. Gladiolas are really beautiful to bring inside too. The real tall, you know what oh, I'm talking yes. about that have lots of flower. Come exactly. Of yes. Those look so pretty when you bring them inside. Yeah. Those are a variety of colors, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Many colors and, um, Right now, there's a lot of, like, the daffodils, tulips, all of those are up They're right up. now. Those yeah. are early spring bloomers. Yep. And um, we've both got quite a few iris. We've got irises. Mm-hmm. Mine are, uh, the stalks are up, but the flowers right. are not yeah. even close. Yeah. That's a little bit later. But yeah. Many variety of, varieties of those. In fact, we have a place here in Nashville called Iris City Gardens. And they have, I went with dad one time. Okay. It's in Nashville? It's in the Nashville area. It's outside of Nashville. But um, they have, oh my goodness, hundreds of varieties of iris. (laughs) It's like I never knew there could be so many Mm -hmm. varieties, Um, but quite beautiful. Um, Another easy to plant flower, and kids have so much fun with them, are zinnias. Okay. And they need a lot of sun. Yeah. Um, I've done those both tilling the ground and in a raised bed. You can do it either way. Okay. Um, but they do need a lot of sun. Yeah. They attract a lot of butterflies, which is really fun oh, to watch. But there's fun. so much color. And yeah. So one of the best parts of that to me is you get so many and they're small. Yeah. But you get so many that it's fun to make little bouquets, bouquets. to share with Absolutely. People. So if you have kids and you want to do something easy, yeah. get a, a few packs of zinnia yeah. and plant those. Yeah. They're really fun. Yeah. Sunflowers are fun, too. <sighs> you can't not smile looking, looking at, at sunflowers. Sun yeah. And even just watching how they turn to the sun. I yeah. think it's so fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. They do get super tall. Yeah. And super thick. Thick. So yeah. you need almost them by a fence line or by something that you can tie them up because mm-hmm. otherwise they're going to yeah. fall over, break. Some, yeah. uh, it's frustrating when you have gorgeous sunflower coming up and then it's it topples. It breaks because mm-hmm. it falls over. So you almost need something you can, some mm-hmm. kind of trellis you can tie it to or fence That's line. That's a good point. To yeah. Tie it to, but they're really fun to watch grow. Hydrangeas are one of my favorites. Mine too. as well. That was one of the ones that Lindsay over in Charleston recommended. She recommended actually the um, mop head. Okay, I hadn't heard it referred to There's as that. Mop head hydrangeas. That That's what I would consider more of a bush. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like snowball bush kind of thing. Yeah. Which is, yeah. That's usually. The mop head hydrangea look, but the lime, I think there's one called limelight that's a nice bush too. It's more of the like really white lime green kind okay. of color. Okay, um, those are nice. She mentioned azaleas. Uh huh. The classic. Oh, those are beautiful. Um, they can be tender in the coldest of southern climates, is what she said. And camellias. Yeah. Further south in, she called it zone eight and up. So uh-huh. she was referring to the uh-huh. zones like you were earlier. And um, zone eight and up meaning zone eight, eight nine, nine, and ten. ten. Yes. So actually down. Down. Excuse me. Map, yeah. 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 And what else did she mention? Pansies in the winter and verbena. Do you know mm-hmm. that one? Verbena and I don't know how to say that. Allison? I don't know how to pronounce that either. Maybe. That's how it's spelled. Yeah. But, of course, the most iconic is the magnolia tree. Yes. So, magnolia. Queen, there's queen many of the varieties South. of those, too. And, you know, they bloom at different times. And my blooms are always so high, I can't actually get to, the, to them. Yes, I know. Because our trees are so massive. But 
we have a camellia. You mentioned camellia yep. in the backyard, you know, right by where you just hung that swing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a camellia. But I also jotted down a lot of the state flowers from the South. Ooh, the camellia is idea. Alabama's. Okay. It's a great idea to look um, at. I just jotted down. G- Georgia's is the Cherokee Rose. Okay. Florida's the Orange Blossom. Which okay. Kind of that not makes a surprise. sense. Louisiana and Mississippi, both the Magnolia. Oh, they got the Magnolia. They got the Magnolia. Okay. Tennessee's the Iris. Iris. I remember that from social studies. Kentucky's the Goldenrod. Okay. Virginia, Flowering Dogwood. Arkansas, Apple Blossom. Oh, fun. Texas, the Texas Blue Bonnet. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 North Carolina, the Flowering Dogwood. Also, Virginia and North Carolina both have that. South Carolina, Yellow Jessamine. Jessamine? I don't know that. I don't know that either. I'd have to look that up. Missouri, the Hawthorne. And Maryland, the black-eyed Susan. So those are some of the southern state flowers. Yeah. um, There's so many. Lindsay also mentioned Big Daddies and Endless Summer and Nico Oh, those are uh, hydrangeas. Those are all hydrangeas? Uh Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well. Endless Summer is one of the biggest popular blue versions. Okay. And I want to mention that too about hydrangeas is you can change some of the, like endless summer, I'm not sure if that's one, but some of the varieties, the color is from the soil. Soil. You told me that one. You add acid or you add alkaline depending on what color you want it to be. Do you want it more pink? Do you want it more blue? Yeah. And I've experimented with that and it's pretty i mean it's true like I, that's wild I know. so what did you get or do you I remember prefer the blues okay and the purples like yeah. the, more of that color i do too and i can't remember if that meant i had to add i feel like i had to add acid but i don't remember okay and, and you can buy it like in you know powder form like yeah. this which whatever and you just add it to your soil to make wow. the color Change if you preferred the pink, you add the other, but just yeah. look that up. You can Google that and yeah. find yeah how to change that. But yeah, there's so many varieties. There's an oak leaf that's more of like a cone shape okay. variety. There's okay. lots of different ones. So, well, I will say this: I know I've mentioned Southern Living already a couple of times today, but they do every issue has a really good around the garden section Mm -hmm. that helps me since I'm still very green at learning much of this with a checklist of things that you should be planting, fertilizing, controlling, (laughs) staying away from, like what should you be doing month to month? And you know, that kind of stuff matters with gardening. We didn't get into that, but like I got a text today. Is it okay for me to split my hostas right now? Absolutely. Now's the second best time of the year to do it. You know, yeah. Yeah. would be best in more the fall time, but now is the second best. So yeah. do it. Don't wait till they're already up. Yeah. You just want them in that barely popping up stage, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much you can mess up just from not knowing, yeah. you know, what you're doing. So um, I would, if you aren't already a Southern Living subscriber, one, why not? But two, <laughs> at least for that reason alone just to get some some, some help good in tips that area. And, yeah. Um Lindsay has such great pictures from Charleston Gardens that she gets to tend and she's right downtown. I That's mean she's so serving very large homes. Um <laughs> really, some of the South Abroad community yeah, as they call say, it. I don't think she's got any battery clients, but she's got lots of just gorgeous homes that she gets to serve. So we're actually going to let her take over our Instagram this week and post a bunch of photos. (laughs) I would say one of the things that really stands out when you walk the streets of Charleston are some of their window boxes. boxes. They're known for that. Yeah. And she does a lot of those. So we're going to let her just kind of take over and inspire us and um, they even sometimes will have watering systems oh, in yeah. those, you uh-huh. know, so that it's more controlled. I've never gotten to do that. My window boxes haven't done very well because you have to really stay on the water. Sure. Yeah. When I first sent her a picture of my new home when I moved in here, uh, new to me home, mm-hmm. 
she was like, oh, you need some window boxes. <laughs> you know, like that was really what she saw when she looked <laughs> at the house. And I was like, really? That's so cute. People don't really do that in the back of this subdivision that I'm hidden in. But um, if you do, I would see how much it would cost to have the watering system with them. Yeah. Just because it is hard to stay on. Oh, I'm sure. If you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's her job. Right. She, she gets hired to take care <laughs> of those Some people get to have hired help tasks. Task, yeah. But. Well, fun. Well, you know, there are lots of different directions that you can go. One thing I was going to mention is that there are some spring garden parties that are coming up that the Home Depot puts on. Oh, fun. So they invite Southern Living editors and experts okay. to come to different cities and I know they're going to be in Nashville on Saturday, April 20th, but they're going to be all over the South. And so they ha- at the garden center. Okay. And they're just going to be sharing different things, um, about, you know, planting and just get, giving some inspiration giving some tips. So, um, we'll put a link in our show notes to, um, to the spring garden parties at Home that's Depot. Cute. If that's something of interest to you, but yeah, they're all through Georgia and Tennessee and, they're down in Louisiana, so um, for our southern listeners that want to up up the ante on your garden, exactly. If you, I would love to see pictures. If anybody, you know, like throughout the spring and summer, if you have some fun pictures from your garden yeah. or something that you tried for the first time or any of that, like I'd love to see what people are doing. Yeah, yeah. I'll true. even commit to do the same. Okay. I'll, I'll try and, you know, take a few pictures of things. Hashtag Steel Magnolias podcast. Yes. Well, good. Well, I hope that inspires you and um, gives you a little nudge to get your hands dirty, roll up your <laughs> sleeves, and get in the dirt a little. We um, will have lots of fun things to tell you about after our weekend in Kentucky. Yes. So um, if you haven't already, like we said at the front, Start thinking about the steel magnolia in your life and share a photo and tell us a little bit about her or them. It doesn't have to yeah. be just one person. We'd love to hear about it. But that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Hope Y'all you make it a good week. Yes. We'll see you here next time. <laughs>